Well, the most traditional food, it's brings of a halushki, which is like small dumplings with sheep cheese, which sounds weird, but it's good actually, and bacon. But it's a really heavy dish, so we don't really have it every week. That's the most traditional, because that's what was like around years ago, like sheeps and potatoes, because it's made of potatoes and bacon, obviously. Um, but I'm vegetarian, so I don't really, gotcha. I don't, I eat it without the bacon. Any kind of dumpling has my seal of approval. I also, I know this will be unpopular to my listeners in the U.S., but I do not like bacon myself. So let's have some dumplings together, Veronica. Hi, my name is Veronika Nemcova. I'm from Slovakia, and I'm a senior at the Communication Arts Department, and I'm studying advertising, PR, and technology. And this is NYIT International. I'm Emily Tafur, and this week's episode starts in Slovakia, but is actually about the experience of growing up in Europe. Why Europe and not just Slovakia, you ask? Veronica explains it better than I can. So I was actually born in Slovakia, but then soon after I was born, I moved to Germany, and then I moved for eight years to Italy, and then a year in Greece. So I actually kind of had like a European experience more than a Slovakian experience, but I always loved um, to come back home because my first 10 years of my childhood I wasn't actually living home so I was like 12 13 I'm like I don't really know how it is to (laughs) grow up home because we were always moving so um, for my high school we went back to Slovakia and I actually could experience life there and I think it was amazing so clearly she moved a lot and she has some great insight into the practical uses of traveling around as a child or even as an adult. This is what life is like for many families in the military, in diplomacy, those who work for big multinational companies or who migrate for a number of other reasons. I think it gives you a great perspective about the world and I guess you are a little bit more tolerant with other cultures since you have them around and since like I consider myself a Slovakian, of course, but I consider myself a European. And even though we have a lot of different cultures and a lot of different languages in such a small land, we have something in common. And that gives you a great characteristic that you can use even in like the workplace and as life as a student. It gives you like all these pros. And I feel like we should be more open towards each other. The choice to study abroad doesn't seem outlandish for a person who spent their entire life moving. But in Veronica's case, the motivation was more than merely a nomadic instinct. It originated from a love of... Volleyball, and I grew up playing volleyball. Um, And I was actually trying to find somehow a way of still playing volleyball, but also going to school, because in Europe often either you go pro right after you finish high school, or you go to college and then you kind of don't play anymore or just play for a local club and America had like it was great in this that like your NCAA and all the leagues you have um in universities it's great because you can still play and be like an athlete and have like good education so I was trying to find uh when my sister a school here in America and we got an offer from Florida so we went there and then uh, it was a community college, so after two years, I got an offer here at NYIT and transfer here. I've had the chance to interview a bunch of athletes for this podcast. 
And I want to point out that they are not at all the stereotypical student athletes I would have expected. They are genuinely invested and concerned with the quality of their education and academic growth. They have some great professional goals after graduation. And here's one that shocked me. They too have had trouble making friends in the beginning. So the biggest challenge I think I had was like finding good people because like it's since there are so many people in so many cultures, a lot of them like isolate themselves and like they don't want to speak between each other or they don't like each other. So it's kind of hard to find people like fr- like friends to just like, oh, like let's just hang out and like actually do it. So it's kind of like hard to find like more meaningful or deep friendship. I feel like everybody's nice here, but it's a little bit superficial. So as an outsider, I always felt like, Oh, athletes have it easy. They immediately have a group of friends they fit in with, their teammates. I guess it goes to show that meaningful friendships are not so easy to come by. I hate to say it, but here in the U.S., we increasingly glorify digital relationships over real ones. Most of us would rather watch Netflix at home rather than grab coffee with another human being. It seems it's getting harder and harder to find real connections for all of us. So go hang out with your friends. I'm serious. And if someone who is adjusting to a new country and new culture says, let's grab coffee, don't leave them hanging. You don't even know it, but you could be learning all about their culture just by showing up. We all want to love it here, seriously. Most of us frankly do love being here and have come with such high hopes of studying and improving ourselves here. I love the system of like universities and colleges in America because we back home or mostly in Europe, it's more like just about to like pass the test or learn like, oh, read these two books and then come uh, do a test. And here in America, actually, you learn stuff that everybody's trying to teach you something that you can use while going and like work for it. Like we do so many stuff in class that actually like showcase your talent and actually will help you. Like we do resume videos and we like, we do everything in order to get a good job for the future. I feel like in Europe, we just like learn because like, I don't know, 15 years ago, someone said that it's important so we should learn it, but it's not actually going to help you get and stand out between other candidates when you are getting a job. So I like the system here. Veronica has a really unique perspective about repatriating. In other words, about going back to her home country. I love my country and I love to go back, even though like it's almost my 14 year, I'm not there. But I want to go back so much to like experience it. And I think even though our country is really small and not, not a lot of people know about it, um, I think it has a huge potential to grow more because we have a lot of history, we have great culture, we have great tradition. It just, we don't really know how to advertise ourselves. So like a lot of people don't know us. So now you know. Anyhow, back to repatriating. Lots of people don't see it this way. I'll explain. Once you've made the effort, spent the money and invested all that time and energy into learning the culture, once you've made so many adjustments and sacrifices, It's not the most popular idea that after accomplishing all this, one would just give it up and head back home. But it's much more nuanced than it sounds, really. First of all, for a lot of people, staying in one place for too long is just not interesting, not attractive anymore. I think it's 
after four years here. Uh, I think it's time to change. I wouldn't go directly to my country back because I still want the experience and I'm looking at different uh, countries um, in Europe either to go for graduate school or to do like an internship somewhere else to learn another culture. Secondly, there's a sense of responsibility, or at least I think there should be, toward your home country. If all of the capable and smart young people who have the opportunity to go abroad to study don't go home again, well, their countries of origin, the place that gave them shelter, culture, community, and a primary education would never receive any of the benefits back. I want to go back once and like bring all my knowledge and experience that I had in America and in other countries around the world back home because I think that's what people should do because like if you want to help your country to get better or like stop things that are not good there, you have to come back at one point. And let me be clear, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing not to go back to your home country. I mean, that would be outright hypocritical of me, seeing as I've been here in the United States for eight years and I don't plan on leaving. But that doesn't exclude the fact that a sense of responsibility, some feeling of ever returning, even if just temporarily, and or remaining ideologically and socially involved is vital. One way to do this, for instance, is speaking highly of our countries while abroad, acting as ambassadors for our culture. We have a lot of good ideas, a lot of good startups, a lot of good people that represent the country well. It just we need to take it to another level and um, you should hear about those people and those startups more and be like kind of more proud, like, oh, we are Slovakian. Thanks for listening. I'm Emily Tafur, and NYIT International is produced, written, and edited for Globesville.